Hello, everyone. I'm Megan Sullivan, and welcome to History and Games, a podcast where I play video games and talk about the real history behind the game. In today's episode, I want to talk about the cult favorite card game, Regency Solitaire, developed by Grey Alien Games and available on PC and Mac. In this breezy, fun, and at times challenging card game, you play as Bella, a young woman in Regency England who, after learning her brother Edward has gambled away the family fortune, travels around England looking for true love and attempting to avoid marrying her obnoxious neighbor, a moneylender named Mr. Bleakley. While doing so, Bella spends her time playing solitaire and earning money to help gussy up her ballroom or buy attire befitting her status as a young lady. It took me about a dozen hours or so to finish this game, and I have to say I really enjoyed it. Which isn't too surprising since I already love solitaire and history, but what makes this game special is it's not just a garden variety solitaire game where you attempt to stack piles of cards on top of each other according to their sequential order and suit. Regency Solitaire features quite a few clever mechanics that makes things much more interesting, like presenting card stacks in crazy patterns meant to force you to study your options more carefully, bundled pairs of cards that need to be played twice, and even locked cards that require finding a key in order to reach the rest of the cards underneath. There's a good amount of strategy needed to win each round of Regency Solitaire, and I for one appreciate that. I also really like that as you complete each level and advance the charmingly sappy story, you earn coins that can be used to buy magical abilities, like being able to see a face-down card before you turn it over, and power-ups. Power-ups, which are refillable meters in the form of pretty little Wedgwood brooches, very Regency England, let you do things like literally burn up or shoot down unwanted cards and reshuffle the deck. And if you manage to stack together a string of ascending or descending cards, you'll earn even more coins as a reward for pulling off a quote-unquote combo. Strategically using my power-ups and stringing together combos was surprisingly addicting. And even though this game only has 20 levels, there are 10 rounds of solitaire in each level, so I like that I had plenty of chances to play. And what's nice is I rarely had the same experience twice since each round of solitaire has its own unique objectives to complete, like winning a perfect game or getting a specific numbered combo. By the way, each round features the ability to carry any joker or wild cards you've collected into the next round, which is convenient since these cards can be used to extend combos and get more money. Yes, there's some surprisingly deep gameplay going on here, and although the story isn't nearly as deep, it's amusing enough that I wanted to finish the game to see how things turned out. Will Bella ever find true love? How will her family get their fortune back? I had to know. In short, if you like Solitaire and Regency England, I highly recommend this game. Ah, but this is history in games, so the real question becomes, is it historically accurate? Would the protagonist Bella, who when she's not traveling around England or gussing up her ballroom, whittle away her time playing cards? And the answer is yes card games were very popular during Regency England, and in fact, not only were they popular to play, they were popular to bet on. England was wild about gambling at this time, and people bet on everything. Card games, horse races, cockfights. 
One story even claims a group of men at a popular gambling den, or gambling hell, called White's, were taking bets on whether a gentleman who had collapsed in the doorway was dead or alive. And it wasn't just men who lost all their money. In 1733, a Miss Frances Braddock of Bath lost her entire inheritance because she couldn't stop gambling. So it's realistic to portray Bella playing cards and winning money in Regency Solitaire, although it's ironic that Bella is doing so considering her brother lost the family fortune that way. At any rate, would Bella be playing Solitaire? Well, it's not impossible. Versions of Solitaire existed at the time, but it's unlikely. You see, Solitaire, called Patience in England, wouldn't become popular in the UK until the Victorian age. But if that's the case, where and when did this game start? Well, there's a couple of possibilities. Some say the game of Solitaire was invented by a French aristocrat during his imprisonment in the Bastille in the first half of the 17th century. Another story claims the game was invented by the French mathematician Pelisson as a form of entertainment for the Sun King Louis XIV. And this latter story may be supported by the first documented reference to the game, a 1697 French engraving depicting the Princess of Soubise playing solitaire. But the game depicted isn't a card game. This early version of solitaire, whether invented in a French court or in a French prison, was known as peg solitaire because it was played alone with a board and pegs. So then how did cards get mixed up in this? Well, the general consensus is that the game we call Solitaire in America, or Patience in England, originated towards the end of the 18th century around the Baltic region of Europe, and may have started as a form of fortune-telling. During this time, fortune-telling, including cardomancy, fortune-telling via cards, was very popular, and this origin may explain why Solitaire is also known as either cabal, meaning secret knowledge, or success, as in a successful outcome to one's fortune. Eventually, though, it evolved into an actual card game, as is attested by a German book from the 1780s, which defines a game known as Patientspiel as a contest between two players, each of whom in turn plays a game of what appears to be grandfather patients, while they in a group of bystanders lay bets on the outcome. The oldest known collection of solitaire games was then published in Russia in 1826. Other collections followed in Germany and France, but the first English-language collection of solitaire games didn't appear until the 1860s. In other words, it's unlikely Bella would be playing solitaire, or really patience, during the Regency era. So what would she be playing then? Well, popular card games during the Regency era included Whist, a form of bridge, Piquet, a complicated game involving good memory, strategy, and a lot of skill, and Vantian, which is essentially 21, also known as Blackjack. Dice games like Hazard, an ancient game that goes back to at least the 14th century, were also popular, so Bella could have been winning money playing that as well. But honestly, it doesn't matter. Regency Solitaire is a fluffy, fun game for people who enjoy Jane Austen novels, cards, and are interested in the visual aesthetic of Regency England. So if you enjoy any of those things, I highly recommend this game. Thanks so much for supporting History and Games, everyone. See you later.